0: And it was because I have that list, because I have that email list, because I have that relationship with those people, because they're there, I could just send out that email and now I can just make money. Yo, what's
1: up guys? Welcome to the Music Hustle Podcast. My name is Jake and I'm the CEO of Prism and it is my goal to help you build your brand, grow your network and make money as a music producer. In this week's episode, we have a very special guest, Legion Beats, guys. He is the Two Comma Club Award winner. He's made a million dollars using ClickFunnels and selling beats to rappers online and he knows all of the marketing secrets and the hacks and the tools to build a successful brand online as a producer. So this episode is definitely one to listen all the way through. Hope you enjoy and have a great week, everybody. See ya. Today we have Gabe from Legion Beats on the show with us today. What's up, man? Oh, what's up, Jake? Thanks so much for having me on, I appreciate it. So starting way back, how did you get into beat selling online, specifically uh, click funnels?
0: Yeah, so for me, you know, first 10 plus years of my my music production career was had nothing to do with online had nothing to do with really marketing or you know being an entrepreneur any of that kind of stuff i had uh, my own recording studio still do it's where we're recording today um and i sort of did my thing uh, like the old school way you know trying to work my way up the local scene i'm here in the bay area so working with like the local hip-hop artists out here the guys like e40 and keek the sneak messy marv a um, bunch of guys out here, you know, kind of working my way up and got some songs on the radio and some cool stuff like that. And eventually, nice. you know, a couple placements outside of the Bay as well. Um, but it was like, damn, even after doing this for over 10 years, having a, you know, a couple cool cool highlights and stuff, um, I was realizing that I was not going to be able to do this for a living. Like it was not sustainable. I was, you know, I'd get paid occasionally and then there'd be no money. And then, you know, so it was about, it was about that time to give up. to just be like all right this is not gonna work and that's when i tried selling beats online for the first time um which was i guess that was like 2014 i think was when i like first first tried um which for me was like 10 plus years past you know basically me starting my my music career and um so the first way i tried it was i did what everybody else was doing you know which at that time it was it was kind of the tail end of SoundClick was still pretty popular starting to fade out so i was like on SoundClick, trying to sell beats on there. Um, and then, you know, doing the YouTube to beats to like a beat store type of thing that every other producer in the world was doing. Cause I was like, yeah. well, I guess this is how you do it. I don't know. Right. Uh, and so I tried that and you know, I, I got a couple sales, which was cool and it was enough to kind of motivate me to be like, Oh, this is, you know, this feels a little bit better. Like when you're, when you're doing that, like, um, thing where you're chasing placements, it's this feeling of your, your, well, it's that word exactly. You're chasing. Right. So I'm like, constantly emailing people, whether it's artists or A&Rs or whoever, you know, trying to network, trying to get to events, trying to, you know, like, it's like trying to sell yourself constantly, right? And just hearing no over and over. And it's like trying to get this exact perfect timing of getting the right beat to the right person at the exact right time. Um, And so what was nice, even in those early days of selling beats online, even though I was, you know, I'd make 20 bucks a year, 30 bucks a year, like I was not, I was not rolling in it, but It felt good because it was like, oh, I didn't feel like I had to chase that. It's like I was actually just like, you know, I posted this beat up. Maybe I bought some SoundClick ads or whatever it was. But basically, I got to sit back and, and people were coming to me now, you know. So it was like enough for me, enough for me to be motivated by it to see like, all right, maybe there's something here um and then from there it was like okay well let me let me start seeing what what other producers are doing and and really and go a little more in depth and so just started following every producer i could get if they had a a mailing list i get on their mailing list you know if i you know anywhere i could follow subscribe you know and just try and watch their moves and be like okay what are these guys doing like how are they there's some people who are making a good living doing this like that's all that was my only goal was like i just want to be able to pay my bills you know right and um so i kept kind of looking at what producers were doing and then eventually I came across Anno Domini and I remember I was like scrolling through Facebook I saw he posted some kind of you know link to whatever clicked the link and I looked at it and the page was like different than anything I had ever seen this was not like a you know traditional beat store um what he was selling was different it was like a beat pack uh with like this you know an offer around it like there was different components to what he was offering it wasn't just like oh go to my beat store and pick out a couple leases um there was like a video of him and he was talking and he was like you know, you could build a relationship, you know, it felt like you were getting to know him. It was like, wow, this is, this is completely different. And so I started kind of following him more closely and, and later realized what he was using was this concept of sales funnels. And, um, and then that kind of took me down this whole rabbit hole of learning about that and direct response marketing and finding out, you know, what, what is this? Like, this is a better way of doing things. Um, this seems pretty cool. Started learning more and more about it. Found out about Russell Brunson, who's kind of um, basically the guy who's popularized this whole concept of sales. We can get into like what that means in a second, but
1: um,
0: started learning from him. Read his books, um, eventually joined his coaching programs. You know, started trying to copy what Anno Domini was doing just like from afar and being like, well, okay, I think I see what he's doing and I try to do it and, you know, had some success. And then eventually just reached out to him and be like, bro, can I just pay you like as a consultant to help? you know, teach me some of this stuff. And, um, and then that's when things really took off when I started to see the actual, the back end of things, the, the stuff that's behind what you just see in front and realized, you know, all the steps that go into building that type of business and learning about it. Um, and that's when things really took off from me, just kind of barely scraping by to where Legion beats really kind of went, um, very quickly to be one of the, you know, one of the selling um, music production companies online. And that was, that was like, that was what set me off in the, in the whole direction of funnels. I mean, that's crazy. Like the idea of, um,
1: simplifying a website and making it as, um, as easy, um, and as good of an experience as possible for the viewer, um, is, I think that's really awesome. And, you know, Russell Brunson, uh, really made a new wave of opportunity. And I think, um, uh, there's, there's a lot of, there still is a lot of opportunity around that. Like, um, you know, you're spreading your message and everything, but there's a lot of people that are still stuck in the old mindset of YouTube. And, uh, so I, I definitely think there's still, um, a wave of opportunity and it's still, I mean, it's still going. Um, but what made you want to use, uh, ClickFunnels besides like, I mean, I'm talking about like the software itself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, what made it, what made you want to use it other th- you know, rather than, um, uh, just, just BeatStars or YouTube or uh, stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was, at first it wasn't about the software necessarily. It was okay. more like learning these concepts, you know, first from Anno Domini and then from Russell of, you know, what, uh, you know, the, the sort of the philosophy behind sales funnels. And that was really what caught my attention. And, you know, some of those things are, you know, like the importance of building your list, Um, And so the idea with building your list means, um, you know, like getting people onto your email list or maybe getting somebody's phone number. And the whole idea behind that is like instead of borrowing traffic, now you own traffic. Right. 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 Where it's like, you know, it's great to have subscribers. It's great to have followers. It's great to have likes and comments and shares and all that stuff's cool. But the whole purpose of that traffic should be convert that traffic that you're borrowing into traffic that you own. In other words, that's that's on your list, because here's the thing. When you, you know, put that post up on Instagram and people are liking and commenting and whatever, like you're getting traffic. Right. But you don't own that traffic like that's Mark Zuckerberg's traffic. He owns that. That's his it's his platform. Um, and if it's on YouTube or Google, then that's, you know, Larry and Sergey, the dudes who, who own Google, like that's, that's their traffic, right? And those are great places to get traffic to get the attention of potential, you know, fans and customers and stuff like that. But the thing is, when you're on those platforms, the rules are constantly changing. It's just like the life cycle of a social media platform is, is constantly evolving. If you're on Facebook, Five years ago and you post something up on your fan page you get a ton of organic reach and you get a ton of clicks over to your website right, right? but then that sort of evolved to a point where they're like okay now this is more of just the pay-to-play um, type of platform right which happens to be like the best pay-to-play platform in the world but but it evolves and it changes and the rules change and so you might have built up this huge following and you're like oh, I got a million likes on my Facebook page. Like I can reach a million people whenever I want. This is so cool. And then it's like, nope, overnight, Mark Zuckerberg changed the rules, right? And so the the purpose instead, people think that the end goal is let me get those likes and comments or whatever. But it's like, no, the end goal is to pull them off of that platform onto your platform. And the only place that you can really do that where you own that traffic is really email, phone number because if you have somebody's email you can you can hit them up from or whatever it doesn't matter what platform you're on if you have their phone number you can hit them up from from wherever you know what i mean um and so like that's just one and we can uh you know we can go all day of all these different concepts that go around what is a sales funnel and, and how do you you know how do you craft that process really just to zoom out a little bit the way that i think about a funnel is it's just the customer journey it's just the What is the process that you have in place that takes somebody from having no idea who you are all the way to, you know, loving you, trusting you, buying from you, continuing to buy from you? You have this this long term, you know, working relationship. Like, what does that process look like? So that's all a funnel essentially is. And then, you know, when you get into the game of sales funnels, then it's like, okay, how can we craft that? journey on purpose how can we make that an incredible experience for that customer potential customer and how can we create so much value that we end up getting that much more value in return that we make that much more money because we are providing that much more value so like you know getting somebody on your list is just you know just one step of this this bigger philosophy but it was learning about that philosophy that then brought me to the world of oh check it out like this dude russell brunson who's teaching me all this stuff like this it happens to be his software company, so I don't know. I'm just going to start there because he mentioned it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that – and that's – uh yeah, there's a whole – you know, that's a whole business lesson in itself. But um, once I got on there and once I did become more educated, you know, now I realize, like, oh, yeah, this software is actually the best software to to do this. Um, but you don't – you know, sometimes people get those things confused that, like, a funnel is software, like it is ClickFunnels. Um, right. And it's not sure. Like, you can apply – you know, we'll get into more of them, but just one of those concepts, you know, building your list, you can apply that to any platform at all. You can apply that to if you have a restaurant, you know, get people on your list, collect phone numbers like like it doesn't matter. Right now, again, ClickFunnels happens to be the software that I like the best and that that is really built with that whole philosophy in mind. Um, but it's not necessarily about the software itself. It's about understanding the psychology, the strategy, the principles behind developing that relationship, giving value, you know, all the things that go into it more than, you um, more than what software you're using.
1: Right, and and it's the whole idea of um,
0: the value ladder.
1: Like, I have uh, traffic secrets and .com secrets. I haven't even started .com secrets. Like, these books, oh, I mean, you really gotta sit down and just really pay attention because, or read the book like three times because, um, I mean, there's some really valuable content in there. Um, and it really does apply to the music industry, um, especially the online beat selling game. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I noticed behind you. You've been advertising this on your uh, socials. You got the beat
0: traffic blueprint. Oh, uh, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, no, for sure. So that's um. So if anybody wants to check it out, you go to producertraffic.com. And uh, what that is is I reached out to some of the producers um, that are are really crushing online. That are you know sort of uh, the producers that I saw that were the best at driving traffic. And really, all traffic means is you know, getting attention, right? Getting your music, getting your message, getting your products and services in front of people. Um, And so I reached out to the people that I knew that are the best at that and uh, asked them, hey, would you be willing to write a chapter in this book that's all about how producers can can drive traffic to their beats, essentially. And, uh, you know, at first it kind of started out as like, oh, this could be kind of cool to do. Um, And really I got to shout out um, Cymatics, Steven from Cymatics, he reached out to me like, God, I don't know, it was like two or three years ago with um, what was it called? It was called like the art of making beats or I don't know, something like that. And uh and he and so he, you know, he had kind of put that idea together of just reaching out to a bunch of, you know, producers that he do to kind of collectively create, you know, an ebook. And so that, that was where I first got the idea. So uh then I was like, all right, yeah, let me let me try doing this for for traffic specifically. And so I reached out to Steven from Symatics. I reached out to you know, Cato and Curtis King, you know, Larry O, Busy yeah. Works Beats. Um, I, I'm missing, but uh, my best friend, Jacob, you know, Simon Servita, just like, you know, the, the top producers that I could think of. And so I was super grateful that all those guys uh, said yes, they contributed a chapter to it. And so we created this ebook first, you know, first before we create any physical copies. Um, and it, it just came out really good. I was really, really excited about it. And we're basically where people can get that is as a free bonus when they get Traffic Secrets, which is actually the book that you just mentioned that's written by R- Russell Brunson. It was like, you know, when I found out he was coming out with a new book, I was super excited because like you, re- you mentioned Dotcom Secrets, bro. I've read that book easily six or seven times, probably closer to 10 altogether when it's like, wow. you know, listening to the audio book, reading through it, flipping through it again. Like it. that is like, you know, all three of his books, Dotcom Secrets, Expert Secrets, and and now Traffic Secrets. Like, complete game changers for me, like literally changed my life. And so Traffic Secrets came out somewhat recently. Um, I knew he was going to do a big promotion around it. And so I knew like, oh, I definitely need to let producers know about this. Um, and of course, when he launched it, he had a whole like affiliate, you know, contest thing too. And I was like, oh, I want to, I want to see if I can do all right. You know, maybe I can do okay at this yeah. contest. Like, um, and uh, so I was like, what can I put together? That would be an offer that would be so incredible that people would pay, you know, they just pay the 10 bucks shipping and handling for that book. But that they'd buy it through my link um what could i put together for producers so it was like okay they're gonna get that book and then they're also gonna get you know um a panel so uh in february we did our first live event with midi money which is our you know our our community where we we teach producers how to start and grow um their their beat selling businesses we had our first in-person event it was was dope like i can't wait till we can do in-person events we can do another one right um but one of my favorite parts from that whole uh that whole get together was a panel that we had with uh dylan from producer grind We had BusyWorks beats we had Wishmaster beats big shot beats um we had rick barker on the panel who's taylor swift's uh, uh manager who kind of launched the career of taylor swift and it was just this incredible conversation and uh we recorded that and the only people who had gotten to see that before were like the 15 producers who had paid to like fly out there and stay in the house and do all that stuff and so we put that as one of the bonuses. And then another bonus was like, you know, me taking the concepts from Traffic Secrets and creating a course out of it as far as like how exactly can you apply it to selling beats online, right? And so I put all this stuff together and there's more, but I'm, I, won't, I won't go all into it. Um, but it was like, I'm gonna give you all this stuff for free when you go and get this book that's only 10 bucks. And so I say that for a couple of reasons. One is I'm hoping people go to producertraffic.com and go grab it, um, but also like, I wanted to, I wanted to win that contest. Right. And part of when, if you get into the top 10, you get to go to a mastermind session with the other people in the top 10 and the people in the top 10 are some of the, you know, some of the, the best marketers in the world. Um, and so I wanted to put together something amazing and, uh, it ended up working. I came in sixth place, which is super cool. Ooh, um, nice. so I get to go fly out to, uh, they're doing it somewhere near Boise, which is where, um, ClickFunnels headquarters is, but you know the the people were on there were like if you're if you're like in the marketing and click funnels world like the people that are on that list are like the legends like the people that I've you know always looked up to um, where most pe- you know if you don't know them you don't know but like people like Pengju Jim Edwards Stephen Larson Julie Stein um, you know Dean Graziosi Dan Locke um, all these guys were in you know Marley Jacks all these people were in the top ten that now I get to go hang out with so um, the lesson that I want to give there is like putting together an incredible offer which is another one of the parts of the philosophy of creating a funnel which is that you always want to give so much more value to somebody than they feel like they're giving you right so for in this case somebody's got to pay that 10 bucks for the shipping and handling for Traffic Secrets I want them to be like there's no way I'm going to say no to this like I'm getting this incredible you know book from all these producers I'm getting you know access to this mastermind panel I'm getting access to this course that you know could easily be sold for you know a couple hundred bucks there's no way i'm gonna say no to this i have to get this this is gonna help me get the result that i want to get and that's another part of the philosophy is whenever you are putting together an offer how can you bundle products and services together in a way that's like gonna be irresistible that's gonna like take your ideal customer whoever that is and for me it's music in this case it's music producers who want to grow their beat selling business like how can I put something together that's going to actually move the needle, help them get progress and be irresistible to where like they have no choice. And so we actually ended up selling over a thousand books of, of traffic secrets, which is pretty nuts. Um, and, and got in, uh, whatever it was sixth place, but that even though that contest is over, I, I just kept that, that page up cause like it's just a cool offer anyway. So, right. um, yeah, producer grab that and, uh, get all that stuff for free. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And as far as, um, going back to uh, beat selling, uh, you know, on Instagram and YouTube, um, I've noticed a lot of guys, um, they don't really put ads on their beats, uh, or they don't pay for Facebook ads, um, and, um, they're just doing the generic, um, just a regular picture with, um, maybe a visualizer in there, maybe, um, uh, but with just their beat, and then the name of the beat, and then nothing else, um, do you think that, uh, the the guys that are really working hard and um, trying to one gain traffic for their beats but also um, you know make them look nice with you know a nice theme maybe a live video of them you know um, finger drumming but like I th- I think there's kind of a gap between the producers that get it and then the producers that are still struggling uploading these decent beats honestly to Instagram and YouTube but they're not getting any traction because uh, either the visuals are off or they're not you know, doing um, ads properly. What would you suggest um, to people trying to improve their their marketing skills in that, in kind of that sense? Because not everyone starts out with really awesome designs and really great beats, um, you know, what, what would you suggest to people that are still struggling with that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's, there's millions of producers selling beats online. There's, there's yeah. uh, last I heard, I spoke to somebody at BeatStars, there's 1.6 million producers on BeatStars alone. Right. So if you add in whatever Airbit and SoundGin and Tracktrain and whatever, there's, you know, I don't know, certainly over probably two million producers that are all selling beats the exact same way, which is to try to put your beats up on YouTube. Hopefully you rank for some YouTube keywords and then you put a link uh, in the description of that video to your beat store. Right. There's like so now you're competing. against two million producers that are all doing that exact same thing. So that's a really hard game to play. Like the odds are stacked against you so hard where it's like you could have the most beautiful visuals in the world. It doesn't mean that you're going to win that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so what I realized was I don't I don't think I'm going to win that game like that. That sounds like a tough game to, to play. It's something where it's not my area of expertise of trying to, you know, struggle to compete for this YouTube keywords. And and not to mention, I realized, too, like, looking at the math of it, it's like, okay, let's say you can rank for those keywords, right? And you can get, you know, half a million views on every, every beat video you put up, right? Which would be put you in like a pretty, pretty top tier, right? right. There's, a, there's a handful of producers who do that, but not very many. Let's say you get half a million views on each video, right? And then let's say from those half a million views, let's say 1% actually click that link to your beat store. And that, by the way, is like very generous. I'm, yeah. It's definitely less than that. You know what I mean? Like guarantee it's less than that. But just to just to like give give them the benefit of the doubt, let's say it's one percent. So now we've got five thousand people clicking over to your beat store. And then let's say one percent of those people actually buy. Which is actually a pretty good buy rate, especially on like an old school beat store. Right. Where you don't actually have a funnel and have a whole concept like we're talking about, where it's carefully crafted and, um, you know, get those better results. So let's say one percent of those five thousand. Right. So now we're at, what, 50. So now 50 buyers. And then let's say, you know, you sell beats for anywhere between 20 bucks and 200 bucks for beat lease, let's just say 50 bucks on average. Now we're talking about 50 times 50 is like 2,500 bucks, right? So for every video that you can create that, that gets half a million views, let's just say you can make 2,500 bucks. And let's say you're like crushing it. You're incredible. You can do that every single week then that means that you can make $10,000 a month, right? You can make low six figures and now, you know, you're doing pretty good. Like that's, those are the guys that we've all been looking up to for years. Like, damn, you're making like six figures. Like you're, you're doing it. Like that's incredible. That's, I want to, I want to struggle for those keywords too. So I can someday get to that ceiling of, of making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in a year, which like, don't get me wrong. Like that's incredible. Um, but that's, that's the ceiling on that. Like that, that's about as high as that's going to go. Um, and so I didn't want to compete for that one because of, of that ceiling and also because I know I'm not going to win that game. So it's like, all right, I'm not going to get more views than these guys. I'm not going to get more subscribers. Like, I'm definitely not cooler than these guys. But like, well, maybe I can be smarter. And then that's when I, you know, really started honing in on this process of, of, of crafting that, that journey. Um, and so basically the first step of that is, okay, instead of having a link go to my beat store that maybe 1% are going to click on, right, probably a lot less. What if I give people, my, my dream customer, something for free, something that they're gonna that's gonna be irresistible to them, where they're like, okay, they're gonna see that link. And even if I only get a few hundred views, maybe I get 50% of the people to click on it because they're like, oh, I want that thing and it's free. Like, yeah, okay, let me click on that. Right. Right. And so for me, that's you know, I usually do some free beat leases. You could do, you could do whatever you want though, just like something that's of value to your whoever your ideal. You know client is your dream client <clears throat> and so once i did that now i was like okay now i'm already way ahead of the game because now a way higher percentage of people are clicking that link in the first place then from there it's like okay i'm gonna offer them something for free and in order to for them to get that thing for free i'm gonna get them on my list right and we already talked about the importance of that and how right. how valuable that is and just just to emphasize like to give some example because sometimes people are like oh yeah okay your, your email list it's important i hear everybody say that but like. I don't know. I've got people on my email list and, and nothing happens. So here's the value of that. Um, once you have people on your list, that gives you the opportunity to speak to them, to build that relationship with them um, as much as you want, right? Cause we're not reliant on those social media platforms. And so even if you're just building a list at first and not selling um, which, you know, I do recommend you do, but let's just say you are doing that. There's still so much value there. I mean, um, one example is, you know, I mentioned Anno Domini earlier. We we've partnered up on a on a bunch of things, but um, we'll a lot of times be affiliates for each other's launches, meaning, you know, let's say at Legion Beats, I'm I'm doing a, a beat pack launch. Um I'll i I'll give him a, a special link where when he shares that link with his audience, he gets a certain percentage of the sales that come from that. Um, I get some, you know, customers that I wouldn't have got otherwise, and those customers get a great deal on a great product. So it's win, win, win for everybody, right? That's kind of the the super quick version of what affiliate marketing is. Um, and so, uh, what was it? It was like, uh, I don't know, a few months ago that he launched a beat pack, gave me an affiliate link for it. And I I sent out like two emails, just like, Hey guys, like you guys know, I know Domini he's amazing. This, this deal is incredible. You should go get it basically. Right. And just the link. And between those two emails, we did like over $6,000 in revenue. Like we made 6,000 bucks. And it was because I have that list, because I have that email list, because I have that relationship with those people, because they're there, I could just send out that email and now I can just make money. So that is, that's the power of the list. That's why that list is so important.
1: Yeah, um, so, right.
0: Because yeah. it's traffic you know that I mean?
1: you own, right? Because that, that was the whole concept. Um, exactly right. And um, you were going to say something. Sorry, I interrupted.
0: No, no, you're good. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that's just, um, you know, we're kind of like attacking from a couple different angles, but that's sort of, you know, we're talking about some of the different steps of how do you create this, this customer journey on purpose? How do you create that funnel, um, in a way that's, that gives value that, you know, um, does all those things. And so anyways, first thing, offer them something for free. Second thing, get them on your list and we can keep going through it. But that's, that's sort of like, you know the first already now you don't need to get half a million views now you can get a few hundred views and if you can get half those people on your list and then you know how to you know continue to create that journey, now you can actually make way more money and and by the way, like you know that that six figures that those guys that are that are you know the top of that game are making is is great that's cool. but you know what me and Anno domini' have been able to do is we've actually been able to make seven figures like we we've both made over a million dollars selling beats online it's because We're applying these concepts because we're doing something not better. We're not doing a better version. We don't have like, hey, here's how to here's how to rank for even more YouTube keywords, or here's, you know, like we're not we're not teaching something a better version of that. We're doing something different that's actually like a completely different opportunity that makes it that has a whole different ceiling, a whole different. um, It's it's playing a different game. I knew I didn't want to play that game because I probably wouldn't win at it. And really winning at it only takes you so far. So that's why I started playing this other game.
1: Yeah, I think talking about um, people using uh, old strategies and and the new kind of the new way of selling beats, I think there's a lot of people that are going to click on this video and expect uh, results in like a week. Um, So like this, you know, just I mean, this took you many, many years to master um, and to I mean, you went from. You know, literally not making that much money at all. Even if you had songs on the radio, you weren't making that much money. To now making over a million dollars, I mean that's huge. But um, but yeah, like it, it's it's not a quick process. Like you have to really adapt um, and and find your way and find your own lane. Um, but yeah, let's let's transition into um, into Instagram a little bit. Uh, change yep. change the topics. Like um, you know, I noticed uh, your Instagram went from like 5,000 to like 25 K in like a couple months. And that was like really impressive. Um, and I think, um, a lot of people struggle with that. Like they have probably, they probably have good beats, but they only have like 200 followers. So they get a little, um, you know, it kind of brings them down a little bit when, when someone's like, you know, you have to gain as much traffic as possible and whatever. Um, but let's just say I'm a producer, I don't have um, real, like little to no followers at all, um, but I think my beats are good and I think I wanna share them with people, I just don't know how to on Instagram specifically. Um, would you suggest like uh, putting your beats out um, on Instagram and YouTube, as well as doing the funnel method, um, or would you suggest kind of doing a different route um, and making content? um uh, putting some of your beats on there so like some of your best beats um and then also uh just kind of a mixture of other content if that makes sense because a lot of people are just posting their beats or just making yeah. content um but I you know I just wanted to get your thoughts on that like should you be posting s- a little bit in between um you know what do you think
0: yeah so i think there's a couple there's like a few things in there um which is yeah, so first off, as far as like the type of content that producers that I recommend producers are posting, um, it shouldn't just be beat, especially on Instagram. Like, this is what I used to do. Like, if you scroll back on the Legion Beats Instagram to like this, is not that long ago, maybe a year ago, it's like literally just beat videos, right? It, right? It's it looks like a YouTube channel, like a you know, just a beat video channel or whatever, and um. You know, and we did not get a lot of engagement at all. Like, it's not—it's not the experience when when you're scrolling through Instagram. That's not really what you're scrolling. You don't want to stop and listen to a beat, really. It's not really what it's there for. Um, and you can work that in, but what people really want more is they want content where, first of all, they're connecting with you as a person, right, and seeing like, oh, this, this guy's a real person. Like, I'm connecting with who they are uh see some of the stuff that they're interested in, maybe even, you know, including music, but outside of music as well. Um, and then also that you're, you know, inspiring people and or you're teaching people and or you're making them laugh or, you know, just like any, you know, think about any content that you consume, whether if it's, you know, the shows that you watch or movies or, you know, whatever it is, like you're you do it because you want to get a certain feeling, right? You wanna you wanna laugh or you wanna, you know, Be inspired or like you want to learn something, whatever it is. So it's like the same thing when when we have these platforms, we have our Instagram channel. It's like having your own channel. It's like having your own show, right? And so people are going to stop watching that show if the whole show, the whole channel is just commercials, right? Because if you're just posting beat videos, it's kind of a commercial. It's like, hey, buy this beat. Hey, buy this beat, right? Like right. that's not a channel that I'm going to watch on TV. It's just all commercials, right? Maybe I would because I'm a nerd. And I want to learn like their selling process <laughs> or something, but like most people are not going to sit through a channel full of commercials. Like they want to, they want actual, uh, content. And so that's, first of all, start thinking about how can you do that? Um, you know, and, and I know for me that was really hard at first, like the idea that I was going to put myself out there and I was going to like be on camera and I was gonna say stuff, um, you know, or talk about my life or anything like that. Was like, you know, I'm I'm super introverted. I'm shy. Like I don't really talk very much in most in in most contexts. Um, and so, like again, if you scroll back on on Instagram or or YouTube or anywhere from Legion from before a couple years ago, like you had no, you would do, you never saw my face. Like you had no idea. Like Legion was just a logo, a logo right. and some beats, and that was it. Um, and it wasn't until I started putting myself out there a little bit more that things really started to take off. And so one thing is just that mindset of just practice doing it because it's going to be awkward. It's going to be, you know, uncomfortable, you know, the first hundred times that you do it, the first thousand times. You know, I still feel awkward, you know, all the time. But when I look back at what I looked like a year ago or two years ago, I'm like, damn, OK, <laughs> I've come a long way. Like, I'm definitely not I'm not that bad anymore. Right. Um, And it's just a process that the only way that you get better at being on camera, the only way that you get better at telling your story, the only way that you get better at connecting with people is by being on camera, by telling your story, by connecting with people. And there's, there's no shortcuts to that one that I know other than just keep doing it, you know? So that's, that, that's my recommendation there. Um, but what's, what's nice about it is like, first of all, well, first of all, it sucks. Cause it's at least for me, cause it's like, it's hard to do. It makes me anxious. I don't, you know, Um, but what has happened is because I've continued to do that process now, not only has my business grown because people are now, you know, consuming that content, they're connecting with me as a person, I'm giving more value to them, but I've actually had to grow as a person myself. Like now, you know, I never was the type of person that would be on camera. I never was the type of person that would talk very much. I never was somebody who felt like I had something to offer in a conversation. so I was always super quiet. But as I've gone through this process, as I've continued to hone in on how I tell my story and 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 getting really good about here's the things that I know and here's how I can talk about them and teach them, then it becomes like, oh, wait a second, like I actually have some value to offer here. I can actually be good at this and now for me as a person, I've actually, you know, developed and, and changed in, in a good way. So it becomes like your your business development is actually the same thing as your personal development. It becomes and then and then it gives this context to this game that you're playing even more um, important, to, even more fun, like, like when you're going to run into all these roadblocks and challenges and whatever, you're going to want to give up. But when you think about it that way of like, not only am I improving my business and I'm going to make money, but I'm improving as a person then it gives you much more motivation to say, okay, I'm going to keep going through this process, even though it sucks, even though it hurts, even though it's awkward, even though it's frustrating, like whatever, all the negatives that might come up that helps me um, to have that bigger context to want to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, do you think producers should reveal that personal brand image a little bit more uh, these days too? Like, um, you know, A logo isn't really a brand and that's what that's what we preach a lot on this channel um and also on our instagram but um i think a lot of people you know like you said are are very introverted are very nervous of what people are going to think um and you know what would your advice be for producers that are trying to um grow you know improve their production but um you know it's it's actually interesting do you know um tb digital on the producer guide channel um it's it's okay. He's I mean he's he's pretty well known within that community, but he has such an awesome personal brand. Like everyone sees him and they know him as that guy because he's entertaining, um, and he does really cool educational content. So like, um, I just think it's it's interesting because I'll remember him, but I won't remember the random producer that I stumbled upon on Instagram a couple hours ago, just because he has that recognizable face and that like the energy. Um, Would you say that personal brand is important um, when it comes to not only stuff like what we're doing, like a podcast or a brand, but like, like for actual music producers, do you think that's important too?
0: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's, there's such an advantage to that. Just like you said, when, when you make that connection with somebody, they're, they're going to remember who you are. They're going to, um, start to know you and like you and trust you. And, um, you know, people want to do business with a person. They want to do business with somebody who they feel like they have a connection with that that they trust. And uh, when you are, like you said, just a logo, then they don't necessarily have that connection, right? And so, having that personal brand is like the one of the ultimate shortcuts in order to to build uh, to build a business in that way. And it's, it's like, if you're not doing that, you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. Um, because again, like if you don't have that connection, it's going to be really hard for people to remember you to want to do business with you. Um, so yes, absolutely. As a producer, like put yourself out there, um, you know, make sure that you're not just putting out beats and I get it. Like that's, that's what I did for years. That's like who I am as a person is like, I don't know. I just want to like make the beats and just put them out. I don't want to put my face out there. Um, but when you do it, it, it becomes something where not only is it gonna make you progress so much more in your business, it's also going to make you progress as a person. And you you know, you might find that there's all these other side effects of that, that are, that are really beneficial. Um, and one way that I think about it that really helps is, um, first of all, getting clarity about who exactly do you want to serve? Who is your ideal customer? Who is that ideal client that you have? Right. Um, and when you get clarity about that, it really, it really helps because the thing is like for a lot of us as producers, we're like, yeah, I don't know. My, my client is uh, I guess a rapper, right? A rapper or singer who's looking for beats and that's cool. That's like a good place to start. But the, the reality is like my exact ideal client, my dream client that I want to work with is different than, than another producers. And that's different than another producers. Um, and so the more specific you can get about thinking about who that person is, the better. So for example, finding out like, deciding okay my ideal customer is somebody who's let's say around this age maybe they live in this location Um, they have this backstory of where they came from and what they believe in and what their fears are and what motivates them and what music they listen to and what movies they watch and all this stuff and you really come up with this profile of like okay this this person and, and even give them a name like you can make this person up but like give them a name be like okay my my dream client for you know, for Legion beats is Jake. Right. And then it's like, okay, Jake, like I know, like I'm like Jake is from, you know, wherever he's from San Francisco. He grew up, you know, in, in the nineties, he listened to, you know, whatever Bay area hip hop. Um, And he, uh, you know, whatever. And you create this whole story, right? And you you know, like, yes, that is like the person. And then once you do that, now it becomes a whole lot easier to create that content to get on camera and to speak because one of the things that makes it awkward to get on camera and to speak and to write emails and to put your messaging out there is it's like, who are you talking to? You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. yeah. And it's like awkward, like, especially like, at least this is like, we're having a conversation with each other so I can feel like I'm talking to you, but like when you get on camera and you're like on your Instagram stories or you're shooting a video where you're just like yeah. talking to the camera, or you're sending out an email, it becomes really hard. Cause you're like, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about like, there's all these different people who could be watching. I don't know. It could be like my family or my friends or this type of person, this other type of person. And so you end up being really like bland and like, cause you're like, well, I don't really want to like offend this person. And, Usually what, you know, cause here's another thing is like in different contexts, when we talk, speak to different people, we speak in different ways. We use different language patterns. We, we, you know, the way that we talk to, you know, the way that I'm going to talk when I'm on a podcast and I know it's being recorded, uh, you know, for producers is going to be different than when I'm, you know, talking to a, a rapper that's here in the studio and we're talking one-on-one and it's not, I'm not being fake. I'm not pretending to be somebody else. Right. It's just. It's just human nature it's just you're gonna speak differently it's the same thing if i'm talking to my mom i'm gonna speak in a in a different way right I mean, it's just that's just how you know humans are and so right. when you now you're like i'm gonna get on camera and i'm just gonna talk you're like who am i talking to i i don't know and then it becomes awkward so when you have that person in mind you know exactly who that customer is that that fan that you that you're speaking to now it's like all right now i'm i'm just talking to jake i know what jake wants to hear and i'm just gonna you know talk to him it makes that process way easier
1: Right. And, and coming out of your shell, like not being super, um, I mean, it's okay to be awkward at first, you know? I I mean, if you hear my first podcast episode, it's like, it's like brutal. It's like really sad, but, um, but like (laughs) you really need to, uh, just expose yourself a little bit Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it just, you know, talking about how to talk to people, you know, and you know, more, more so networking with other artists, producers, maybe other people, um, you know, networking is a huge game. And, and the power of the Instagram DM is huge. Like, I mean, people actually check, like, people actually, this is this is living proof, people actually check their DMs. Um, and it's just, so many people are doing it wrong. So many people are just saying, you know, hey, can you check out my song, here's a link. And nobody actually has time for that one. No one really, no, you know, you're not really giving them a reason to care. Um, and you're not providing any value to them like for example right now I'm giving value to gay because I'm uh you know putting his face on my platform and promoting his um his book his beat traffic blueprint and uh, just having a nice conversation like that's a lot of value compared to just hey listen to my song you're really you're really you i mean you're just begging so what what advice would you have for guys trying to um, get better at their networking skills um and just become a better a well-known guy
0: yeah no it's it's a great point and um you know it's funny so i think what happens sometimes is like everybody here is like okay give value first right i feel like right. people have heard that um but a lot of times whether if it's producers or artists they think that their music is the value and they think that their beats is the value and it's like i'm sorry but it's not you know, that's the ask, right? So if you're, if what you're asking for is, hey, will you buy this beat? Or if what you're asking for is, you know, can I get this beat placed on this, on this album or on this, you know, in this show or wherever? Uh, If what you're asking is like, hey, will you listen to the song? You know, that, that's, that's an ask. That's not a give. That's actually not giving value. Um, And so what you, like, perfect example, right? Like what what you did is, is, is real value of seeing like, okay, I'm following Gabe. I'm seeing what he's doing. Like, what's important to him? Like, oh, okay, he wants to promote this book for sure. Um, he wants to promote his, you know, his webinar, which let's go ahead and get a plug for that one. If you go oh, to yeah, 100%. uh
1: hundred
0: <laughs> percent, uh dot slash prism, then you can go. Uh, we have a free training where, you know, I've been kind of touching on some of the pieces of how to create this whole process for producers in this new way. Um, that training is a whole hour and a half plus long training that goes really deep into that free training um that we get into the whole you know step by step how to do it and then at the end of that training if you decide that you want to work more closely uh, with me if you want to join our community then there's a paid offer where you can buy you know a course and a template and all this incredible stuff but the whole training first part is completely free ton of gems will change the way that you sell beats forever if you go to midimoney.com slash prism you can uh, you can go sign up for that free training and so to to bring that back around like you saw like okay Gabe wants to promote that like that's that's what's important to him like like right now Gabe is focused on MIDI money which is this business you know where I'm teaching producers and and that's the way that I'm that I'm doing it so um by that's real value and the only way to really find that value is to actually do a little bit of research like follow that person what are they talking about what's the link in their bio what 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 do they have coming up that they're talking about and then how can I help them with that thing? Right. That's real value. Or how can I look at what they're already doing and fill in a hole that's that's there where it's like, hey, I'm really good at this. I see that this person is somebody who's successful and whatever, but this in this area, like this is my specialty. So I'm gonna reach out and, and see if I can help them with that. Like for me, you know, I'm 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 the funnel guy. I'm like this marketing nerd, right? So I've I'm so grateful like I've gotten the opportunity to work with my heroes right i'm like i'm like uh you know friends with all these guys that i i always looked up to were like you know russell brunson was you know is somebody that i've always you know looked up to is like that's like one of the top people in the world that i've looked up to the most changed my life and now it's like i'm i'm like friends with them like i could i can hit them on voxer you know whenever i want And anodominy that was like like you know my team uh here at the legion will tell you like before we actually connected with them it was like a very common topic of conversation, like we're trying to be Anno Domini. Like that was like, you know what I mean? Like that was our goal at Legion was to like, be like Anno Domini Beats. And now it's like, he's my friend and business partner. And um, my point in that is always like, the way that I was able to do that was always by providing value, by seeing what's important to them and then filling in, you know, filling in those gaps or at least, you know, helping them with those things. And so it might it might be a little bit harder when you first start, right? Maybe you're not, you know, a total expert at whatever <clears throat> but one thing that's going to help for sure is do what we were talking about earlier of building your platform, creating content, starting to create a relationship with your audience even if it's really really small at first if you've got a genuine relationship um with you know a few hundred followers on Instagram where they actually, you know, engage with your content and they care about what you're saying there's power in that because now you now what that means is whatever is important to me um you are now an influencer and now what the value that you have is you can say, Hey, I, you can share your message to my audience. Right. And that's right. one of the best ways to give value. Again, that's what you're doing here. Um, and that's, that's, that's one way that you can start, even if it's small, because most people will say yes. If you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I've got, you know, you don't even have to say necessarily, but whatever, I've got this many listeners or followers. Um, do you want to be on it? Most people are going to say yes. You know, even some, some people that you might not think that you're like, ah, right. oh, that dude's like busy. Like, like I, I, it's very rare honestly and maybe i'm gonna regret saying this but like that i say no to a podcast and, and by the way like i have a ton of respect for you and prism like i think you know you guys are awesome so Appreciate don't that, don't man. take this as like yeah <laughs> honestly like you guys you guys are dope you guys are one of the the few um pages that i follow regularly and check out their content and want to see like oh what what are you what are you doing and and you know so uh, i'll say that first but also like se- separate point is for the most part, if somebody asks, like, hey, will you be on my show? Will you, will you be on my podcast? Will you do an Instagram Live with me or whatever? For the most part, I say yes. And, like, a lot of times, most of the most big influencers will. Not say that I'm a big influencer or whatever, but because the value that you're providing is that you're giving that person a chance to get their message in front of more people, right? Um, and so same thing, like, you know, I got Russell Brunson on my, on my podcast, on my channel, because he was promoting Traffic Secrets, right? He wanted to get that message in front of people. Um, you know, I've been able to, you know, a, a lot of the big influencers that way. So, um, I would say the best in like the easiest in that you can start to actually, actually give value to people is create that platform yourself, even if it's small at first, and then, um, share that platform with those people that you want to create those connections with.
1: Right. And also, um, you know, like you mentioned, uh, like cr- creating value, um, in your music is one thing, but creating value as like a personal brand is another thing. For example, if I was like a record label, um this is just in the EDM world. You know, if I was a record label and I was looking cuz record labels these days they're more just like brands. I mean, they're not really I mean, no one can really rely on them um rather than just be a part of them. So like you know, let's just say I'm a record label. If you come up to me with this incredible song, um I'm, you know, there the chances of me signing you to that label um are pretty high if it's a good song, but like if you come and you, we can already recognize you, um, you know, through your message, we can, we know, you, we kn- we already know who that person is because they have, a, they either have a following or they have the, uh, the, the artist brand, like they're going to be much more inclined to sign this guy rather than this rando. Um, just because, you know, it's all about the recognition and it's all about having like a quality, um, really just a quality brand and so um you know this doesn't just this doesn't just go directly towards like uh people like us that are building these brands um it's more like i mean these this this can be directed towards artists too i mean because your music really is your product um so um anyway i'm kind of going off on a little tangent here um as far as like I, i mean hashtags because these are huge so many people mess this up so many people, um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily doing it the way mo- like the, the most successful people are doing it. Uh, and, I, and I've seen you on the producer gram training. I've seen you you know, talk about this um, as far as hashtags go. You know, any quick tips um, for people trying to improve that? Um, and could you also touch up a little bit on like how hashtags are important and like how, how like how important and valuable they are?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll say, um, I can't remember if we were talking on this before we hit record or not, but we have a mutual friend, Richard, um, who's somebody who's helped me, you know, immensely. He's basically our, our head of content for both Legion beats and MIDI money. And so he's, he's like the specialist more than I am at this point. That's for sure. Um, but I will say for hashtags, um, on, on Instagram, one mistake that I know a lot of people make is they go, okay, I want to reach, um, you know, whoever producers, right? So then I'm going to put hashtag music producer. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But when if you go and search for for hashtag music producer, there's going to be, you know, I don't know what the number is, but, you know, millions of posts, right? Right. So for you to compete with that, first of all, for the most recent, it's going to get pushed down immediately. And then to be one of the top ones, you're going to have to have a lot of engagement to have any chance of competing. Um, So what I would recommend is find some hashtags that are relevant, but that you actually have a chance of competing for and so, you know, you can just do some research just start clicking around, start searching for different hashtags. And maybe it's a more like longer one. Maybe it's like, I don't know, music producer 2020 or, you know, whatever. I don't know, something like that or something more specific to you, like whatever that if this video or whatever that you're the, the picture that you're posting on Instagram is about, you know, how to uh, I don't know how to do something on Ableton or whatever, then like make it, you know, hashtag hashtag, you know, Ableton tricks, hashtag Ableton hacks, like whatever, I don't know, find those hashtags to where you see the number of posts is at like a reasonable number that you might actually have a chance to compete for. And actually, if you click over to those and see who are the people who are the top, who are ranking at the top for those hashtags, look at about how many followers they have, look at about how many likes and comments on average they're getting on their profiles. And if you are about on par par with those guys, then you probably have a chance of competing for those hashtags. If not, then you probably don't. So make sure that you're, you know, picking some of those ones that you actually have a chance to compete for. And and you can have, what is it, 30 hashtags?
1: Yeah, 30, I think, is the limit. Yes,
0: yeah, so you can have as many as 30. So you can still, if you want to throw in some of those bigger ones as well, I think that's fine. Um, but make sure that you also have some that you actually have a chance to um actually have a chance to compete for. That would be that would be one little one little hack, one little trick that I would mention there.
1: Right. And um like you said hand hand selecting those hashtags so they're relative to the post um you know it's if you're posting like a future based tutorial you're not going to you're not really going to be posting hashtags or putting hashtags like hip hop or you know beat stars like that doesn't really align very well so when people are on those hashtags they're they're looking for something specific um and that's really important but you know, to sort of wrap this up, I know we're kind of getting close on time. Um, I wanted to ask you if you still think there's like a genuine opportunity for producers to pursue this path um, as their main source of income using Click Funnels. Is it still an open avenue? Um, and you know, would you would you suggest it um, to any producer?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I'll start with the any producer. Um, I right. think that that yes, yes with a caveat. Is that how you say caveat? Caveat? Yes. Yes with a uh, with an explanation. So the exact process that I teach that that's worked really well for me is selling beats to rappers and singers. So that that is the like if you if if you want the exact system to follow the exact way that I've done it, then that's then that's what we're teaching. So if you're a producer who puts out music more as an artist where your where your customer is the fan is the you know the person who's listening to that music then it's going to be a little bit of a different process now there is certainly a process that uses funnels that uses sales funnels click you know you can use click funnel software or not but that is going to be the most effective way to promote that but it's going to be a slightly different type of funnel than the one that you're going to use if you are selling let's say beats to a rapper or singer Um, i will say this though if you're selling you know kits sounds vsts loops that kind of thing to other producers then the process is pretty much exactly the same so again we didn't get a chance to go super deep into every step of it but we did right. start with like offer something for free get them on your list you know and then it's like okay now send them to an send them to an often page from the often page the next page is a special offer page and you know there's all the stuff about how we do it and if you go to midimoney.com prism free training will step, walk you through that step- by-step process. you can do that exact same process whether if you're selling beats to rappers and singers or you're selling you know kits loops, VSTs stuff like that um, to producer then you can follow that process exactly if you are a producer who's essentially an artist where really you're you're you know creating music for your fans then again it's a slightly different process. So that that to answer the second question of does this work for any producer that's so yes kind of
1: um I mean, yeah go ahead Sorry. does that make sense yeah
0: no please please did you have a no no, no about go that? ahead
1: i was i was about okay. to interrupt but yeah go ahead for
0: sure <laughs> yeah saying. for sure and then as far as is there still an opportunity um it's funny i've i see uh i don't know yeah i'll say fairly often people will say producers will say oh like man i was scrolling through my timeline i saw like three other producers are using funnels like uh, you know, it's over, it's saturated, like this, this is not going to work. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, it's uh, that's interesting because we talked about, you know, there's 1.6 million producers on beat stars alone. If you add in all the other ones, it's let's just say 2 million producers that are all selling beats the exact same way. Right. Which is this outdated model. That's way less effective. There's such a tiny percentage of that number that are actually using funnels. To sell beats such a tiny percentage like it's less than one percent um so that's first off. so it's like the idea that that's saturated somehow but not the thing that the two million producers are all doing it that that one's not saturated to me is like i don't know i can't quite wrap my mind around that <laughs> right. um right the other part of it too though is that even if literally all two million producers tomorrow were like oh my god i just i just heard this this interview, you know, and now I'm going to switch over and I'm going to, you know, learn this process. I'm going to, you know, take the training and I'm going to go into it. All two million switched over tomorrow. It would still be, you'd all of those producers would still be making more money, would still be providing more value to their customers than they are today. So even if everybody switched over, it's still a better process. And honestly, in a, you know, in the next couple of years, everybody's going to like, it's, it's, it's kind of inevitable. It's just, it's such a better process. It's the reason why all of I shouldn't say all, but so many of those top influencers, the the producers are are on board with this is because they're the guys who were doing well with that old model. And they're like, oh my God, like the ceiling on this is so much higher. I'm it's it's so much such a better process. That's why they're all switching over, and that's why you know everybody else eventually will also. Um, But there's a couple things that one is just because you sort of get like, okay, I think I kind of know I want to use a funnel and maybe ClickFunnels is the software I want to use, like being able to do it right is a whole nother thing. So, you know, actually learning it from people who have done this process, have actually generated six or seven figures from this is going to make all the difference. And um, that percentage, again, is so small compared to the people who are doing it the other way that it's like there you still have a huge strategic advantage by doing it first and even if you wait two years and then you switch once everybody else does which you will then it's still going to be better so it's cool like you can wait until then but my recommendation would be like the earlier you move over the the bigger that strategic advantage is going to be A 100
1: percent, man um i think it's like you said Lift the percentage is it's so slim right now and so if you get i mean if you get in, you know, right now when it's early, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, but you know, I think I think we're done with this. Uh, I think this is uh, it's been a really good episode. You know, I really appreciate you hopping on here.
0: Man, it's my pleasure. I, I love seeing you know what you're doing. I love seeing you know producers play this game of of, of marketing and entrepreneurship. And so to me, anytime I get a chance to talk about that, um, I'm I'm excited to do it. So I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity.